Welcome to the Life After Kids podcast with Drs. Brooke and Lynn. We're getting real, raw, and vulnerable on all things midlife. We're sharing our friendship of over 20 years, and we're having honest conversations about our struggles and what it really takes to live a meaningful life after kids. So brew your coffee or steep your tea and pull up a chair. Let's have a chat. Together, we'll rewrite the next chapter in Show Midlife Who's Boss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life After Kids with Doctors Brooke and Lynn. I'm Dr. Brooke. And I'm Dr. Lynn. We're so glad you're here today, ladies. Thank you for joining us. Happy Very- Valentine's Day. Yes, we're Happy coming Valentine's up. Valentine's or Valentine's, Valentine's, whatever. Yes, it's coming up this week. It is. Yeah. Like just a couple of days. I feel about Valentine's. <laughs> This is like off topic. We're going to get to what we're talking about this week. It's not Valentine's Day, by yeah. the way. Um, I have mixed emotions. Me too. Yeah. And it, but then again, like, you know, the naysayers will say, oh, you you know, it's just like a made up holiday to sell things, sell cards and sell flowers. And, you know, like it's a money maker. You should just tell people you love them every day mm-hmm. and just be your best all the time. Mm-hmm. But also... I kind of like a day where I feel special with my husband. <laughs> I kind of like the gifts. I, I mean, them, you right? know me. I like a yeah. certain amount of cheese and tradition. Like, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, but what do you think? Um, I think it's a bad time of year. Can we reschedule it? <laughs> we get a rain check on that? Because, right? Why? I, now, what? I disagree. Oh, no. I think it's just, we were just talking about this. I think when you are kind of in tune and, and, you know, you end up living in a place where it's very seasonal, you go to this place in the winter where you don't leave your house. I think it's the worst time of year to live in Iowa, right in that beginning of February, end of January. It's cold, it's It's windy, it's just, you know, but that's an excuse. You can do great things at home. and, And I do feel like you should make an effort, um, it doesn't have to be around Valentine's Day because it probably is a little bit commercial, but you should make an effort um, on, on an ongoing basis if yes. you're in a relationship. That's what I was looking for yeah. earlier, commercial. Uh, yeah, but I uh, see, that's why I think it's perfectly timed. Because if you didn't have Valentine's Day, you would be done with Christmas. Like, I like to know what's coming. Like, I need, I like something to set my sights on. And then there would be nothing until... Easter or St. Patrick's Day, if you celebrate it. So, like, I like a reason to decorate my house with cheesy decorations. See, this is where we this is where we diverge. Um, But also, I think to your point, because I'm in New England and it's also very cold, it forces us. It forces my husband to go out of the house and go do something. It's just a reason to, yeah, put on a little red and get you know get a little dressed and go do something. So, two different perspectives on that both very right i like it yeah all right well what we back to what we are talking about yes, this week. The important topic yeah you know the low-hanging fruit would be to talk about the relationship and and the love in our lives and even just friendships and i think we've done that in past we've talked about that this yeah year. self-care well, self-love all those things. so that's that's kind of what we're coming back to this this year is you know first of all our heart um, you know, cause it is very timely being around Valentine's day, how we can keep it healthy and then just, just ways in general to be good to our hearts and to be good to ourselves. Yes. So the, how can we take care of our health? Like 
black and white physical ways to make sure our heart is functioning and healthy? And then how can we like emotionally take yeah. care of our heart? Yeah. Right? Both right. both ways. How do yeah. we keep our heart happy? Yeah. And I think and that's healthy. a great place to settle because we had talked about different versions of, of this particular how we wanted this conversation to go. We came we see came right where we're supposed to. We just to have be. to start just like just we tell everyone, you just gotta get going. Just gotta don't get spend going. too much time thinking about no, it. Just get going. You'll end so, up. So yeah, right. so yeah. Sorry, I cut you no, off. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say this Start is a off. really, really important topic. And I think um I say that at the start of every episode, every topic, but every important. topic is important, but heart health for women is important. It is. And, you know, we've done some posts on, um, on social media about like midlife and being 50 and things like that. And I'm not quite there. You're almost there. <laughs> Give me a little ding. <laughs> I'll be there soon too, in like two years, but, um, <laughs> again, but anyway, no, but in all seriousness where we've had some women comment, why are we talking about like, it's 50 is not midlife. We don't live to a hundred. Like who lives to a hundred? Well, listen, if you take good care of yourself, there are plenty of people. It's not maybe the norm, but it's definitely possible when you take care of yourself. Yeah. And one of the biggest risks for women is heart issues, right? Yeah. You probably have some statistics there. Yeah. I mean, it's still the leading cause of death for women in the U.S. One yeah. every five women, you know, above cancer, above um, other causes, Right. Accident related. Um, and yeah, back to that point about, you know, do we, midlife is a, it's a phase and like, do we have, it's just semantic. It is. I think culturally like midlife is just the place in your life where you're sort of um, having as much behind you as you do ahead. Right. 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 And you could, it, it's semantics really. And I don't want to get, I don't want to get stuck in, in that yeah. talk, but the only reason, the reason I pointed it out is because this conversation of like, well, nobody lives to a hundred. Well, that's what we're striving. We want to, and we don't want to only get it, whatever, maybe it's yeah. not hundred. However, however many years we have on this earth, we want to live them healthily. Absolutely. And we want to add as many healthy years as we can, quantity and quality. Right. Because we don't have control over the quantity. We do have control over the quality. And what we yes. what we need to do is direct our efforts into places we do have some element of control. Right? That's right. And because heart health is still a leading killer among women, this is a really good talk thing to Absolutely. talk about because we can't this is not something you should wait until you have a bad test or bad blood or, or whatever, or heaven forbid, like an episode. Like this is something that we can be proactive about right now. Yep. So that we are preventative and they're not issues that rise up down the road. Absolutely. Yeah. And these are really practical things because of that, because of the risks, because we are in, for whatever lack of better terms, we are in that season of midlife. And, you know, what we talk about is we talk uh, not just about the emotional and the purpose related piece, although that's a lot of what we talk about. Mm -hmm. We also talk about things like this that are really practical health related because you know, you can't get to that place of more purpose, more meaning, more fulfillment until you prioritize your health first, right? You've right. got to, it's like your, your hierarchy of needs. You've got to take care of the survival piece, the physical piece. You've got to give yourself enough energy. You've got to sure. feel good to have that uh, left over at the end of the day to be able to do the other things that you want to do. So you've got to start with um, let's not neglect the body, not and and or, or underestimate the amount of effect that our diet and exercise and all the other things that we speak about can have right. on that. Wow. Agreed, because if you don't have 
your health and enough energy to get through your day to tackle the things that you need to do to fulfill your purpose or to find more meaning. How are you going to get to where you want to go? This is the 100%. thing. Like you need the energy. It is step zero. Right. It is step zero. Absolutely. Sure. I love it. All right. So for women, um, you know, maybe you haven't heard this. If you, if you haven't, it's a, or even if you have, it's a good time to remind you that our symptoms of heart attacks or heart disease can be unusual for women. They are different than they are for men. Um, we can have some jaw pain. We can have back arm shoulder pain. We can be nauseous. We can get lightheaded. Um, I was, I was doing a little bit of research and, you know, without spending too much time on this, we're just coming off the holidays. And I thought it was really interesting that more people die on Christmas day from heart disease than any other day. Had you heard that? I've heard that statistic. Yeah. Interesting to throw that in there. Yeah. Did you wonder why did you, I, cause I, then I, I had to Google why <laughs> and I found out why, and it makes sense. I would, I, I just guess that it's, um, stress related. Well, I'm sure it is. And, you know, overindulging, mm -hmm. just kind of pushing your body just a little too much. Yep. A little farther um, than you would. But also another reason, which was interesting was that fewer people are likely to seek medical attention on Christmas. Oh, now that makes right? sense. They're just like, oh, it's fine. It'll pass. They, they don't it. want to disrupt. It's yes. a holiday. They, they want to enjoy carry on. Yep. So, you know, that being said, know, know your signs. And, and that's not really our purpose today to go into all of that, but um, just to be aware. I think it's good to just give a general heads up, yeah. you know, and if, if obviously like, don't take it, this is not never anything in here in, in our show advice. is meant to be like, as a disclaimer, medical advice to you, right? right. We're not your doctors, but if you're noticing any of those symptoms or you're concerned, definitely do seek medical advice and do go to your, you know, doctor yeah. for sure. And this would be a good place to mention the role of like genetics and family familial risk. Yeah. Because that's true. There is, you know, a correlation with, if you have heart disease in your family, it's more correlated that you could then go on to have issues. Yeah. I mean, we can't, we can't ignore that fact, although we will say from a place of control or having effect because we can't control our family, right? Can't control our genes, but we can have an effect on our lifestyle factors and lifestyle factors, as we always say, genetics might load the gun, but lifestyle will pull the trigger. So you can, yeah. you know, you can have some effect on, um, either delaying that or, you know, having it not be a problem for you. If, if you're willing to make those changes early. So many moms in the Life After Kids community are seeking more purpose now that their kids are grown. But over and over again, we hear this one thing. I don't know where to start. That's why we created the Life After Kids Goals Framework and User's Guide. It's the one tool you need to design your new chapter, and it will show you where to start. The best part is it's free. Use the link Go dot lifeafterkids.com forward slash goals framework to get yours now. That's go dot lifeafterkids.com forward slash goals framework. Let's get started redesigning our life today. On. Yes. And we have talked about that before. The term is epigenetics. We had, I think we've had a whole podcast. So if you're more interested in the topic, go back and listen to it. But it's so true that just because you carry a gene, a gene for something 
you may have a genetic predisposition to your point from uh, family history, whatever, with heart disease, that doesn't mean you're going to, and you, you can take many, many steps because our genes turn on and turn off or express themselves based on what we do with our lifestyle. Yeah. That's really huge. It's huge. You've never heard that before. I mean, listen, listen up because I think we can operate from a place of, you know, um, just, oh, well, this is my fate. This is my destiny. This is what's going to happen. And your choices and your behaviors, if you come from that mindset are going to be, oh, well, I don't have any control. I'm just going to, you know, just go headlong into all of the things that I probably shouldn't do, but Hey, it's what's coming for me. Right. Right. Or you can choose to see it as, okay, I do have some control and I do need to take responsibility for my health and for my actions and behaviors. And when I do see that I have control, you're going to operate from a totally different place and and end up in a, in a very different place. That's right. And, you know, of all the of all the health risks we can talk about or the disease in your body i think that this heart health is a really good topic of conversation because it is one of the things that can absolutely be turned around and treated with how you're eating and how you move your body and other lifestyle choices. 100%. Some other things may not be like that. So for example, if you have type one diabetes and your pancreas isn't doing what it needs mm-hmm. to with your insulin, you're probably going to have to take it. You're yep. going to have to take insulin. Yep. You're going to have to take other. And there are many things that we could talk about that are like that, that your body is and just that's type one, not the type, type not yes, adult so onset. It's different. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to your heart, unless you've gotten yourself to a point where you've got, you know, high percentage of blockage, right? And now it's time for talking about surgery and things like that. If you're not to those types of points, there are so many interventions that you can do to turn things around. And it starts in the home. It starts with what you choose to do with yourself every day. Absolutely. I mean, just the number one thing is not being sedentary, right? Oh, it's huge. The more active you are, the more you decrease your chance for heart disease. So um, if you're not already moving your body, um, we're just having a conversation about that right before we hopped on. And the truth is, is it's, you know, people, I think we all go through stages of that. I think there's times where we're more committed than others, but when you come back to conversations like these, you realize it's, it's got, it's a non-negotiable. It's got to be every single day. Now, does that mean you need to be running, you know, five miles and pounding the pavement and just on an assault bike? No, it doesn't have to look like that's, that's what we're here to tell you doesn't have to look like that sort of masochistic <laughs> workout What's type. What's salt bike? That doesn't sound uh, like any fun. Oh, oh, it's not. It's a, so it's all, it's like an ear dine. Like, so it's all ear driven. And then you, we can- Your upper Stephen body Francis is going to? Yeah. And so you're, you're on the pedals like a bike, but then you're pulling the handles. No. Oh, it's, I mean, if you could do, if you could do a minute, you'd be lucky. Like and you if you're to listening to us and you do the assault bike, DM us please, <laughs> More power because I want to say congratulations and I want to yeah. give you a shout out personally. <laughs> that that's yeah. But this to to your point, I sidetracked us, but it doesn't have it does. You can have like if that's that. and listen, if that's your if that's a goal, not necessarily assault bike, assault bike. <laughs> but if your goal is or you're working towards being super physically fit or weight training Amazing. or competing or whatever, we're not poo pooing that either. Like good for you, but to the people who are listening that aren't there that's not their number one goal or have 
you know, they don't even have that on their radar. They view it as a waste of whatever. They just, you, yeah. it can just be, I just got that walking pad for Christmas and just, you know, you could start there. It's amazing, especially this time of year, if you can't get outside and yeah. Cause I think we have a tendency to, to say, you know, if it doesn't look like that, like if I'm not in the gym and I'm throwing up right, exactly. weights or if I'm not on the assault bike, if it doesn't look like that, then it doesn't count. Right. Well, we're here to tell you in midlife at this age with our hormones, where they are, it absolutely is not the case. And a simple 10 minute walk after you eat three times a day will go a very absolutely. long way. Absolutely. You. And all of us, maybe not all of us, but most of us can, can handle that. Okay. Yeah. And if you can't, do walking for whatever reason, maybe you've got a joint issue or something else going on, then, you know, you just find a way to modify that, but it can be gentle. It can be stretching. It can be a rebounder, which we just posted a link for, you know, that's you're the rebounder queen. And, you know, I finally got one for Christmas. Woohoo! And you know, that After thing years is of you making fun of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ironically enough, it always comes full circle. Um, and I always end up getting the thing and I'm glad I did. So, you know, I should just listen to you in the first place. Your life would be much easier. That's <laughs> what I say to my husband too and my kids. <laughs> anyway, oh, yes, yes, moving your body is very important. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's the first thing. So the second thing is going to be something, again, we're going to talk about what you can add instead of taking away. Cause we all know what we're not supposed to be doing for our health, right? I think we're so, not supposed to be smoking. Well, we're yes. not supposed to be eating a lot of sugar and fried foods. I mean, this, these, this shouldn't be a secret. This shouldn't be a surprise. If it comes as a surprise to you, I'm so sorry to break that bad news, yeah, I know, but it's very, very heavily documented and True, right? So we know about those things we shouldn't be doing, but it can be daunting. It can be overwhelming to just always be taking things away. So what can we add in that can help your heart so that you can, you know, kind of get to that place yeah. where you're prepared to take things away then? And by the way, I think just back up for a second about the sugar thing. I think, you know, we're giggling about it, but I, and I do, most people do know that sugar is a drug. A dr yes. Um, oh, don't get me started about that. I have, that's I a whole other conversation. <laughs> Something well, just happened over the weekend that just drove uh, me. But, um, well, anyway. and we did just recently, uh, this last quarter did a whole episode on sugar. Yes, we did. It's and it's titled like inflammation, something yes, like that. If you yeah, want to go back and yeah. listen, but my point, the reason why I want to just touch on that real quick is because you, you probably by now, hopefully understand that sugar is not good for you. But you might not understand that sugar is one of the worst things you can do for your heart. Like you maybe have not made that connection. So right. if you're someone who has a his health history or you have a family history, it's not like you probably, you may have been told or you might have think like, oh, lower Such fat, lower fat, fat lower Such fat, like yep. vegetarian, like less meat, whatever. And we can have those discussions, but I'm here to tell you that at the end of the day, the sugar is going to be is. the most important thing Huge. you can cut out and it cut is. back on. It is because it can make such a dramatic difference all throughout your body. But specifically for your heart, sugar is going to increase your blood pressure and increase chronic inflammation. And that's what creates or stimulates the body to produce the cholesterol, which is a patch, right? Cholesterol is meant to be something that, you know, think about like plaster. And if you have cracks, plaster, you come along and you're, mm -hmm. and you plaster them. 
Well, that's what the body is trying to do. And inflammation creates brittleness in the arteries. Yes. And so the cholesterol from the liver is a response. It's an intelligent response to this inflammation. And it's in, you know, what we do as a society and no judgment, but think about the thought process for just a second. We take a drug that cuts our body's defense mechanism for this inflammation Mm -hmm. off at the pass and we do nothing or we do not as many interventions to decrease the inflammation, right? So right, we just didn't get that next step. Yeah. Because if you remove, you know, and that's a whole another topic of conversation, the cholesterol conversation, but to your point, if you minimize the cholesterol, great. You, you don't want that. Right, um, because clacking in the arteries, you don't want the clogging, but you still have those cracks in the inflammation. You've not, you've not taken all the steps you, you need. You get haven't to get the to the root cause. cause. And this, this is the problem. And that's why, once again, sugar is highly inflammatory and it is inflammatory to your blood vessels as well. Yeah. Yeah. And also I was, when I was researching this, there's a Harvard study where it, it looked at, you know, basically the conclusion was too much sugar will cause the liver to dump more harmful fats into the bloodstream and that extra insulin from the blood sugar will affect your arteries the walls kind of makes them thicker and get Mm. more stiff and then again the cholesterol so it's just you know anything in our bodies anything in life is usually like a domino effect and where medications i think most health providers will agree no matter which type you are is that medications will typically only affect one domino in the chain. Yes. And it's not the full picture. Right. So, yeah. So there's I, that. I agree. Yeah. So, so far we've got get moving. Yep. Gentle movements will still work. Yep. Um, but you know, wherever you can um, create a place where you want to challenge yourself, whether that's doing more stairs or Walking further distances, or maybe you do want to take on a boot camp and get in better shape. Mm-hmm. Do it gradually. It's going to be great for your heart. You join a walking group or a running club or something. Yeah. Into that. I, I would be careful with the running because of the joints as we get older. Yeah. But anyway. Listen, if you love running, the benefit of that, and just, just vary it. So what I have seen, where I've seen our patients go wrong is that they love running. So what do they do five days a week? Yeah, run. run. And I just, I think, especially as we get somewhere in terror at this place in our life and the repetition, and often when we're running, we don't have, we're not aligned when we leave the house to go running. So we're, you know, putting more pressure, more weight on one side or one knee or right. one ankle. And that's why a knee or an ankle wears out. It's And they always, you know, our patients, oh, I'm just getting old. Well, isn't your other knee the same age? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> so true no, though. You're it's just true. Right. Right. So you've just taken too many steps out of alignment is what it's on the one side, but yeah. So the point is varied. And that's really something that I got this year, which was like, I love to lift weights. Um, but I was only doing that for a period of time. And then it was creating some inflammation. So that's where the benefit of that exercise can outweigh, I'm sorry, the, the cost of that exercise can outweigh the benefits you're getting back. Cause if it's create, if you're overtraining, it's creating inflammation yeah. in your body, then you're too much of purpose. anything. Yeah. So you got to vary it up. And, Absolutely. Um, I know you took on some new things you did. Didn't you do Tai Chi this year? I started to, and I okay. got bored with it. Yeah. But I do have a I tendency just, I to wanna, switch. I kind of want to 
see you teach a class for Tai Chi. Oh, <laughs> I can I'm do just that really well. You now. Uh, and now you got me thinking. <laughs> uh oh, you're gonna do a Facebook Live where you teach a Tai Chi class? <laughs> if y'all want a good laugh, <laughs> I'm not ripping on Tai Chi at all. No, because there's something so valuable that. to it. So don't, please don't let me offend anyone. But I don't think <laughs> you guys want me to teach it. <laughs> Oh, funny. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, add the exercise, decrease the sugar, add in omega-3. So our favorite, it's the golden child of the supplements really. And truly it is for so many different things, but so important for heart health. And if you struggle with cholesterol, like it's so important for keeping your good cholesterol, the HDL, um, up, which is a good thing. And for inflammation, including inflammation and the, um, Artery, arteries, arteries <laughs> in the blood vessels. Yes. Yep. So there's different types of, so we've all heard these omegas, omegas, omega threes, right? Omega sixes, omega nine. So these are just types of fats that are not, so fats are kind of an interesting biological um, compound in that, you know, bodies can take protein, all of the amino acids that we get from foods, and we can dissemble them and then build them up to make new proteins. There are certain fats that we can't make. We mm-hmm. just can't. We have to get them from our diet. So we, I like to tell our patients that omegas are our food, required food that we need to get. And what happens is we are so there has to be a certain ratio, right? So hopefully yep. this is interesting to you guys. I know sometimes when you learn the deeper why behind it, it makes it, you get, gets you more, as you would say, more leverage as yes. to why you should take it. For sure. So, you know, there's different um, omegas and we're so inundated in this country with plant oils, plant sources of fat. Which are right? everybody's, Yep, everybody's like reduced the saturated, the animal fats, which there's an argument we're not going to that today, but, um, what that needs to happen is there needs to be a balance between those omega threes and those sixes and nines. And because we get so many of the sixes and nines, just from sources that we can't just coming in and foods, like it's going to be in your chips and, you know, anything that's fried and vegetable oil or what have you. So cut back on those foods, but we need to increase the, the amount of omega threes because we need to counteract Right. Those sixes and nines. And, and for sure, if you're looking to supplement with omegas, you do not need to supplement with omega-6. Mm-hmm. And I, I would not advise, honestly, no. taking something that's got omega-3, 6, and 9, like a whole omega, because we get, to your points, too much in our diet already. Anything that you eat that's, that's a in a box, boy. even if it's a healthy, and you and I do, like um, grain-free crackers, crackers and stuff like that, all of those things, there are a handful of companies that will make their products with avocado oil, which yes. is different, but pretty much everything else is using either sunflower oil or safflower oil, or, oil, and they're all very high in omega-6s. Um, and also chicken, which we all eat a lot of, is very high in omega-6. And so don't worry about supplementing with anything really, but the omega-3, and you should be yep. getting a lot of and it. And that's something new. I don't think we've said that before. So that's a really valuable point. And because that's a marketing ploy, I think that seen that at like big box stores where they're, and you think you're getting such a great deal, right? You're like, oh, I'll just take it all in one pill. Mm-hmm. No, like, so to Dr. Brooks point, you only want to, and you want to invest if you, if this, this is where you want to get the highest quality omega that you can, um, that you can 
purchase because it's really such an important food. It's, you know, if you value what goes into your body, value your quality of your omega threes, because fats, again, they're kind of tricky. They're kind of finicky and they can get denatured and they can get oxidized, which without going into all of that and giving you guys a biology lesson, it just means they're a lesser quality fat that won't be able to be used properly. It will be a big problem and, and create worse than that, it can create problems in your body because remember all your cells, the, the, they have a membrane and all the membrane is made up of lipids, right? right? Lipids, fats, um, fats, thanks. Yes. And so we want to replace as those parts of the cell membrane get damaged. We want to be able to replace that with, with healthy intact fats, not damaged fats. Absolutely. And one other thing I'll say before we get off the topic of omega-3s, um, is that I would definitely recommend if you're going to take an omega-3 supplement, make sure that it's EPA and or DHA. Because if you're taking something like you think you're getting your um, omega-3s from, say, like flax oil, which is linoleic, I believe, Mm -hmm. your body needs to break that down to EPA and DHEA to use it and absorb it. So, and sometimes if you don't already have the right nutrients, it can be harder for you to break that substance down, that fat down. So just do yourself a favor and just take it as EPA or DHA where it's readily available and ready to use. Same thing, like that same type of oil, it's omega-3, it's found in walnuts, yes, but that shouldn't be your primary source because once again, your body has to take it and then break that down. Mm -hmm. So just a little bit of... um, Food for thought there. And if you're not into taking like a fish oil, if for some reason, for whatever reason it is that you don't, that you're a vegan or you don't eat um, animal foods, you can do it. You can get a really good omega-3 supplement with algae. There's, there are algae supplements that you can take gel caps. You don't have yep. to eat it. Do you um, have one linked in our store? I do. I don't have, I'll add one for the algae, but I definitely have the omega-3s okay. linked in our store and I'll add the links in the show notes. Sometimes it's hard to get you know, high quality supplements on Amazon. So, um, no, I, it's stuff I use. Okay, great. Perfect. Yeah. And no, I wouldn't, obvi- I wouldn't obviously do that. So convenient. So, right. And you want to make sure those are third-party tested because if you're not doing the algae and even algae too, because it's ocean, like if you're getting it from, um, fish oil, it very often is high in mercury, right? Yeah. So when it's third-party tested, you know, it's clean because you don't want to be taking a supplement that's very high in mercury. Yeah. That's, it's a heavy metal. So Anyway, yeah. okay, let's move on because we, we're probably getting a little long-winded there. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, we're just doing a biology lesson, but yeah, but but you know, this uh, I get excited when I start talking about this stuff when I when I look at it and I'm like, oh, you know, because it's not necessarily my first place of passion, but just circling back, like again, you've got to give attention to these things because if your physical health isn't right, you have nothing else, right? Right, your health is your number one asset especially at this phase in your life. Absolutely. You want to be alive and healthy. And, and again, just have some control over the quality of your life for as long, as long as you can. So we've got, Absolutely. To, got to give some thought to that. And I know you're so, so knowledgeable for us. You know, the last thing that I would just talk about is um, just being aware of, of, of metabolic syndrome, because, um, you know, this isn't something maybe we're readily talking about, but if you have, these risk factors, which I'll list them right now, increased blood pressure, increased blood sugar. So you've tested and your, you know, A1C is high or fasting blood glucose. Um, and you have some excess body fat around your waist. And I, and I don't mean just a little bit, all of us have like a little something, but if you're storing, 
you know, that tire kind of issue, which no judgment. And we all have different body, um, types and yet, um, distributions. Um, but if you tend to be one of those people that, you know, you're lean other places, but tend to store it here, then that's, um, goes along with the, with those other two things. And then the increased cholesterol, that is something bundled together. We call that metabolic syndrome and metabolic syndrome is a very, if you have that, it's a very good sign that you're bundling down the road, you're going down the road towards poor heart health, mm -hmm. right. To, towards heart disease. And so, um, I just, you know, I'm not perfect. And I know you're, you're pretty close to being perfect. Oh, your, no, I'm not. With your diet. And you're not. No, it's really sweet. Well, Thank you. you are very disciplined. Let me just put it that way. With you're my eating, not with other things, but yeah, because you have a lot of leverage because you have learned how greatly it affects you. So emotionally, again, yeah. the more leverage you have, yeah. but and no judgment, but what we have to do is we have to look around ourselves and see that our standards, like the higher your standards for your health, I feel like, doesn't that make sense that you would have better health, right? And unfortunately, we're the product of our environment. And so when we look around and we see people doing things as a standard, as a rule, then that yeah. becomes common for us. And what I, what I want to wake people up to is that it's, it's not, it should not be your standard if you want to be vital and young and live. A I long agree. Health. So this morning I had a very early flight. Like we're talking about, you know, I was up at three 30 on the plane at six, we were taking off and they come out and, you know, they ask for a beverage. Right. And again, I'm not perfect, but I certainly know that if you order a ginger ale or a root beer, and if you love your pop, please take this with all just like, you know, a pop here and there. We, right. It's not a secret that soda's not great for you, but if you're going to drink pop, maybe don't start your day, break your fast overnight from sleeping as having that be the first yeah. thing that goes in your mouth, because that is full of sugar. As we know, it's going to completely just create this intense blood sugar escalation. And so I just was like, wow, like a lot of people start their day with, and then of course they're handing out packages of cookies. Right. And I'm just like, wow, like we're doing this. Like this is, yeah. You know, I know I, it sounds, judgy. it sounds judgmental it sounds and I don't judgy. want it to sound jud judgmental from us, but also it's like, it's very real that it's like the worst thing you can do for your yeah. health. Yeah. And so That's this is why we're saying, and I think from a place of love totally. that we can't, we can do better. Yeah. And I'll, and this is bringing us for a circle that you said that because when we first started the conversation earlier, I was said that something came up this weekend that I was like, Oh, do you remember me saying yeah. that? So I'll share it now. I, I, I just don't want to ruffle feathers or hurt anyone's feelings here, but I'm going to go there since you brought this up. What happened to me was, um, Ken and I walked into church on Sunday mm. And it was 9.30 in the morning and I walked, we, we came in to the lobby and there's a whole entire spread of, and God bless the people that put it up. It's very nice. I don't mean to be a jerk or what's to get judgmental, but, and maybe, maybe it's just because we just don't know yet, but it's a whole tray. It's yeah. a whole entire table full of um, carbohydrates. It's it not a donut, scones iced whatever with the coffee and the tea for which, you know, it, 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 
lends itself to gathering and talking, which is huge. We need to community build, but you guys, like you might as well have just given everyone a cookie. It to your point, first thing in the morning, we can do better. We can do better for our health. Like our bodies are gifts. Yes. And we should be looking at them that way and treating them that way. Yeah. I think, you know, if you take anything from this, just like that first morning meal, um, that you could be setting up your heart health right there with just what you put in your mouth. And if you're asking, well, you know, I should, if I shouldn't eat that, what should I eat? It's always a great idea to break a fast with some form of pro some form of protein. Yes. Um, or some, you know, healthy fats, yeah, uh, avocado, nuts, or whatever you can tolerate. Not everybody can eat those foods right yeah. away in the morning either. But and it, it just maybe like you know, just and if you are that person that reaches for the cereal or the donut, you know, just I would say do it every other day, and then just cut out another day, and you don't have to pull it out all together. Just wean yourself yeah. off see the differences. I bet you're going to feel completely different on the days that you start with like a boiled egg or something versus the days that you do, do the ice latte with the triple, whatever yeah. in it, you know? And, um, yeah. And, and then the, the evidence and the proof is in the pudding when yeah. you feel different and you know, different, you, yes. you do different. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And how you start your day is how you do your day and how you end your day. So huge. you might as well start it off on a good foot. Yeah. Do something that's good for your heart. We never got to the emotional piece of heart. We've run way over time. I know, but that's okay. We'll have to, um, we can recircle. We we talk, this was a really important conversation. Even if you know, you still, it's still good to have reminders. So that being said, ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. Make sure you're following us on all of our outlets, um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We have our private Facebook group. Uh, if you want to connect with others that are on your same path or with us specifically, we have um, our YouTube channel. If you prefer to watch the podcast instead of listen, um, if you are listening, make sure, please, we would love it if you would a subscribe, but also leave us a rating and a review and maybe share it with a friend that'll help us grow our audience and help us to keep good things coming to you. Mm-hmm. And um, also the last thing is the website is www.lifeafterkids.com. I hope you learned a lot today. I hope we didn't ruffle any feathers, um, ah. but have a fabulous- <laughs> I hope we did. I hope we did. <laughs> no, truly, because I don't think you can, I don't think change comes without feathers. That's true. Ruffled. That's a good point. And okay. we're here to make some change. And if it wasn't, if 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 we said things that like, uh, were sacred, you know, places for you- then um, I don't think we said anything that you probably didn't know, you know, maybe, right. maybe, maybe you didn't want to hear it this morning. If you're eating your donut and you're listening to your yeah. podcast with your, with your right. latte, right, 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 right. maybe we've earned that, but, right. uh, but yeah, um, come back for other topics. Absolutely. <laughs> um, happy Valentine's day. Yeah. Have a happy heart, healthy week. Love it. Take yes. care. Take care of your heart. Thanks again for listening to Life After Kids. When you have a moment, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you liked our conversation, hit follow and share it with a friend. For more on Life After Kids, go to www.lifeafterkids.com. We'll be back every Sunday, and we hope you will too. Until next time.